A technological world with Blaine Kylo, the world's coolest dad, because he plays video games for work. It's amazing. Yeah, Do you, you ever like everybody should have that job? Well, I think no. Or I guess that makes too much competition for you. I, I mean, I, I mean, you have like big TVs and the newest video game platforms, and then your kids must be like, "Dad, can I try?" And you're like, uh, "No, I'm working, son. This is research." Yeah, it's. It, it, we do have two TVs now. We had one for the longest time, and just this in January, we got a second TV for the first time in ever. Um, and for the first time this weekend, each of the kids was using one of the TVs, which I never thought would happen because they're often on their tablets. And I thought, well, we've got two TVs. That means there will always be one available to me. And that I guess now I need to get another TV, right? More TVs. There you go. <sighs> yeah, it's not going to happen. <laughs> there is such a thing as too many TVs. Never more TVs. Although it is, a, do you find it funny, Blaine? When you know, when we were growing up, the TVs were pretty small, and then there was more. Um, you know, they got bigger and bigger. I remember when we got our first thirty-two inch; like that was just a really big deal, right? And then now we have all these yeah. big TVs, you have access to big TVs everywhere. And there's my kids uh, sitting in bed or on the couch with a little six and a half inch screen watching YouTube. Yep, and totally content with that. My my wife and I were having a really interesting conversation just this weekend about um, this tendency of that generation to be so into YouTube, even if they've got like the 200 channels and cable and all that stuff available, they're still more interested in YouTube. And, and I know that it's difficult for a lot of the older generations to understand that. And what I really need to say to them is, don't try and understand it. You're not going to be able to understand it. You just have to appreciate that that is a paradigm generational shift. You don't need to understand it. You just have to accept that that's the way it is. Well, we used to spend all kinds of time waiting for the shows to start because we didn't have a guide. And then we had the cable guide, which was the scroller, and you used to catch it on, like, channel... 11 so you missed the first 10 channels so you watch the scroller go all the way through all the channels just so it could get to the next bunch so you could see like channel 2 through channel 9 right and now the kids they just the youtube gives them the next um the next bunch of videos i feel like an old guy on a porch swing right now get off my lawn by the way that's what it feels like yeah and and, and yell at the clouds while you're at it <laughs> speaking of smartphones and watching youtube there's some new ones from nokia yeah, Nokia is a really interesting, I mean, arguably one of the most important cell phone manufacturers. They go way back to the beginning of cell phone days. In 99, they had uh, the, the 8110 banana phone that Keanu Reeves and everybody made popular in the Matrix. That was a Nokia phone. Um, and they actually sold their business to Microsoft once upon a time, and that was when Microsoft decided to make a play in mobile, and they thought that they could do Microsoft Mobile quicker if they bought Nokia and brought it in-house. That lasted for a couple of years, and another Finnish company, HMD Global, actually bought the mobile business back from Microsoft, 
and they're making new Nokia phones. And there's two new ones available in Canada now. These are budget Android devices. So if you want a decent smartphone for not a lot of money, at Best Buy right now, you can get the Nokia 2.4, $230 for a very decent Android smartphone. Wow. Um, if you're in Quebec, Videotron has the Nokia 3.4. It's an extra 50 bucks. It gives you a better processor, an extra camera lens, and it adds the biometric face unlock functionality that Android has. So, yeah, if you want to, and there's these are solid devices. They look like other smartphones do these days, mostly screen with some glass and plastic. If you don't want to spend super hundreds of dollars and you only want to spend a couple of hundred dollars, take a look for a Nokia. Oh, interesting. Uh, interesting look on, on I, there's a little nostalgia, I think, there for me to, to go back to some of those phones because it's one of the first phones I ever had. So tell me about this new exhibition in Vancouver. Yeah, this is the Imagine Van Gogh exhibit. Um, I'm not going to try and pronounce Vincent's surname the way it's supposed to be pronounced because I don't do the Dutch accent very well. Um, this is something that's already been in Toronto. Uh, it, it landed in Winnipeg. It's currently shut down because of the COVID-19. Um, and, and they're pre-selling for Vancouver. It's actually going to open March 19th. That's when it's scheduled to open. This is a really interesting idea. The exhibition takes the Dutch master's paintings and projects them on the surfaces of these large spaces. So you're going to walk into the Vancouver Convention Center and these massive wide open spaces are going to have projections of Van Gogh's paintings accompanied by music and completely immersing you in the sort of textures of the brush strokes and the colors of the paintings. It promises to be a completely different experience of that um, art form. Um, and we've already got our tickets, actually. I'm quite looking forward to taking the kids and, and experiencing this. COVID-19 protocols are in place. Masks will be mandatory. And they're selling tickets according to a schedule so that they can limit the number of people in the space. Seems like a pretty interesting way to experience Vincent van Gogh paintings. How cool is it going to be to get out and do something, too, though? Hey, that'll feel so fantastic. Yeah, we haven't been out like that as a family in well over a year now. So it'll be it'll be. I'm, I'm assuming that it's still going to happen. Yeah. We'll we'll see what happens in BC. Like the rest of the country, um, things change daily, weekly. So. So uh, we've got Blaine Kylo at Solocore S O L O C O R P S Solocore dot com as well for his website Google. In, wasn't Stadia a pretty big deal? Is this big news about Google shutting that stuff down? Because I was surprised by this uh, little note. Yeah, lots of people were surprised. This is a big deal. So Google Stadia is the um, platform that Google put together um, to stream games. So the whole idea is with Stadia, you have a subscription that you buy from Google and you have a controller and you're not, you don't have a console. You don't need a console. You're playing all of these games on Google servers and it's streaming these games, um, from the cloud servers over your internet directly to your TV or to your computer or even to your mobile device. So a very big deal, quite interesting technology. Um, Stadia still exists, 
But what's been shuttered are the studios that Google had put together. Their original idea was, we're not only going to have this technology, but we're also going to start building games, and we're going to develop games that we can serve to people on our service. They've decided that they're not in the making games business anymore. And so it was surprise news on Monday to everybody um, that Google had decided to close those studios. They had one in Los Angeles and one in Montreal. Um, game executive Jade Raymond, who got her start with Ubisoft and had stints with Electronic Arts as well, and had it was a, actually a notable hire to come over and run these studios when Stadia was first announced. Jade's leaving Google um, to presumably go on someplace else um, in the game industry. And so Stadia will exist. It looks like what Google's going to do is they're going to focus on making the service and the platform available to other developers. So if I'm another um, a publisher and developer, I can license this from Google and put my own games on it. So I don't have to develop my own cloud streaming option. I can license Google's. So that's really what's happening here is Google's decided they can do better licensing their technology as opposed to trying to make the games to put on it. A little bit of money off everybody is always a good plan. So I did a little research on Mass Effect. Um, the, this one new release that's coming out that you shared with me. And so if I understand this correctly, that the legendary edition is like a, a, a reinvented version. It's the same, but the graphics are better. There's more depth. The light is way better. And sort of the, the, the graphics for the control graphics, I don't know what you call that. Um, it's all a little bit different and reinvented. It's basically updated everything. Did I get that right? Mostly, yeah. And actually, at the Mass Effect Legendary Edition website, there's a little scroller thing. So you can compare by uh, moving a slider left and right what the old graphics look like versus the new graphics. The Legendary Edition remasters the famous trilogy developed by BioWare in Edmonton. Um, and we know when it's coming out. It's now given a release date of May 14th. So it's the same trilogy of games as well as some 40 downloadable content packs that included sort of different um, armor loadouts and different weapons and some additional story um, that were released as DLC and packages it all together. It's 4K ultra high definition with HDR. It looks very slick and it's going to be really interesting. I haven't, I really like these games when they came out. The first one was released in 2007. Maybe among my favorite games ever, these three games. I'm really interested to replay them and I don't really have time to replay games but I'm sure looking forward to becoming Commander Shepard again. This was groundbreaking for a couple of reasons. It was one of the first games that gave players the opportunity to choose the gender of their protagonist. So you're playing Commander Shepard, but I could play Commander Shepard as female or male. I get to make that decision. And you could also form relationships with the characters in the story of any gender. So you could have a female shepherd with male or female sub-characters or a male shepherd with female or male characters. You had your choice. And 
like Bioware has always been renowned for really solid character development, role-playing experiences that were grounded in those characters with really interesting dialogue choices that impact the rest of the story. So when you make a choice and you make a decision, the rest of the game plays out based on the decision that you made. And you can replay the game making different decisions and essentially play a different game. Uh, we've got this last piece here, short on time, Blaine Kylo. Uh, we've got, let's get the clip for the medium. You don't know me, Marianne, but I know you. Okay, I'm hanging up. I know what you are. What did you say? At the Nebo Resort. Find me there. Can you give us a 15-second quickie on uh, the medium? The medium, yes, Marianne is a medium. She can interact with spirits. The interesting thing about this game, which is available um, on the Xbox X and S as part of the Xbox Game Pass program, is you are interacting with split screen. So in one screen, it's the real world, and in the other screen, it's the spirit world, and you're actually interacting as Marianne in both worlds, sometimes in the spirit world to solve the problems and sometimes in the real world, you have to move back and forth to make your way through this psychological horror game. Blaine Kylo, thank you very much. It's a technological world at SoloCore, solocore.com for more details.